Okay then. Y'all know what that sound means. Y'all, why'd you always go American when we're on here? I don't know. I don't know. It's a problem. It's a problem. When I was listening to your old radio days the other day and that video that Chris sent over, mm. you actually Most of the podcasts listen to American, I guess. Fair. So they were like, hey, yo, what's up? And I'm like, yeah, I like the energy. Ah, <laughs> oh, dear. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the AIM, a little high up podcast. If it's your first time, welcome. If it's your second time, welcome back. If you've been here more than that, you're an OG and we rate you highly. <sighs> Excuse me. Can more than parched. one person be an OG? Yeah, you can have so many OGs. There's, there are a lot of OGs. Yeah, but Snoop's OG an OG, Dre's an OG, Jay's an OG. Yeah. Jay's not an OG. Jay? OG. No. Yeah, he's an OG now. He's like 50 odd. Yeah, I get that, but he like went off. Like he didn't, he'd stop rapping, so like. He's an OG, do what he wants. Fair enough. Snoop turned into a Rastafarian, remember? Is that doing reggae? Yeah, but he still kept with the music. That's what I mean. True, true, true. Yeah, no, you can have as many OGs as you, as you fancy. Fair enough. Uh, you just can't be a young OG, generally speaking. you got to get a bit old to, to pass. Fair. Hmm. There you go. Unless I'm wrong. Obviously, we've talked to the young one here. Well, I feel like anyone can be an OG. just depends on what it, you're an OG for and how long you've been doing it and the impact that you've made in it. Fair. I think that's what makes you an OG. Fair. So all those people I've named absolutely count as OGs. Fair enough. Speaking of age, uh, we were at school the other day and they were like, "Oh, how old? How old are these guys? Can you remember Storm?" No, I don't remember. Sorry, <laughs> my memory's just. What did they say? I for me, I feel like it was less than I am now. Maybe twenty. I heard twenty-three actually. 23 was was mentioned. I can neither confirm nor deny that that happened because I just don't remember. 21 was mentioned. I think 21's a stretch. No, no, no. There was one who he fought for and said, no, I fought 21. Hmm. In fact, I think his name was Ben, sitting on the first chair to my left. But, you know. And then, well, Stormwalk called 17, which I think. So, in comparison. Was crazy. But, um, no, there's no, no in comparison. I'm very happy with being 21 or 23. I will keep it. I will hold it. If you could have stopped age at any age, which age would you have chose? I mean, I'm only 22. Yep. I think 22. Yeah, 22. Say 22. Yeah. Stop there. You stop 22. Let's just keep it here. Fair. Fair. Yeah, 22 was a great year. Fair. I understand. I understand. I would have stopped at 21 been 21 forever 21 so if you were 21 i would have been 20 then so i'd have just yeah. had Ali. yeah oh god no, I not don't... where i was as a person as oh, right, just the age just the age number if it was as a oh. person then what year did we get how old did i get married 23 yeah yeah that year Fair. that year was on it everything was we were just beautiful. really good people yeah that was the then. best <laughs> not that we were bad people now we were just great people then <laughs> oh dear we've been asking you to get us questions over on the instagram and you have not disappointed so everyone's got hopefully a copy of the questions because 
I feel like shared responsibility is the way forward. Uh, first one, I can... Like s- Marks. Oh, dropping a bit, of, a bit of psychology on the people. No, sociology there. That's what yeah. I said, a bit of sociology on the people. <laughs> yeah. You heard me. Um, this one came from Lolan7002. They've sent us in two questions, actually. Look at... I like that, giving one of these. I knew you were going to choose the wrong one. It was the wrong one. There you go. We got Lolan. All right, the question is, what is the best way to feel less worried near exams? Very timely post, given that it's February and people have got their mock results back and everyone's panicking and the real ones are... I want to say nine weeks away, but no, they'll be finished nine weeks away. So yeah, it'll be even sooner. Yeah, Yeah, it's all around the corner. How how do you how do you feel less worried near exams? I say what like your real GCSEs or the after real just, thing. I say the first thing to do is just acknowledge that you're going to feel worried regardless of what you do because whenever you go into something that's unknown, you're going to feel anxious, you're going to feel worried, and there's no way to completely get rid of it. It's just always going to be there. But the best thing you can do is just to prepare yourself. That way, yes, you're still worried, but you know you've done the work. So whatever happens after that point. You're going to get what you deserve, pretty much. <laughs> and you would want to try and aim to deserve your goal. So you just prepare for it. Um, I'd say to eat, because I had a really bad habit of not eating when I get nervous of things. Uh, okay. So make sure to eat, make sure to sleep, take care of yourself. Even if you don't feel like it, just do it. Because mm. once those nerves go, you're going to crash and you're going to feel worse. Fair. So prepare yourself, eat, sleep, talk to someone about it. Maybe someone who's not in the same position as you. They're, <laughs> they're going to kind of validate your nerves. So True. talk to someone who's like a teacher or older sibling, older mm. friend, anybody who's not in that same space, just so you can get it off your chest. It's out there. It's done. And move on. That's a great point. We do People do make a mistake of getting advice from people who are going through the exact same problem that you're going through. Yeah. <laughs> you just share problems and difficulties together. Yeah, and then you just validate all of like... The anxiety and the thoughts that are in your head because now you're like, okay, you feel it too, so it must be true. Yeah. And it's like, well, yeah, it's true because you're in the same space. Yeah. But someone looking from the outside is like, you guys are hugely overreacting and you yeah. can't see it yet. So yeah, that, that's what I would say. Fair play, fair play. Eliza, anything to add? Yeah, I think like echo what Storm said in regards to like nerves. Is, I think nerves is always a good thing. It means that firstly, you're alive, like great. Secondly, you care. And thirdly, it normally supplies you with a little bit of momentum in your head to to do well. Like, if you think about where nerves come from before, it was like that scare gene where we either fight or flight it. So the fact that you go through with it normally means that you're able to, like, power up something in your brain. So before, if we would have had to fight someone, we'd need that strength. We'd need to use our brain to know what to do, where to go, where to hide, like, all those things. So use use those nerves to the best of your ability when you do your exams um like storm said it is like an energy rush so if you're going in for like a two-hour exam you will flag so make sure you do eat as well Mm. um and yeah prep prep is just so important and everyone says like what's the best way to prep la 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 the best way to prep probably is not to cram I like, and I know people always say, well, actually, that's how my brain works. I cram. That's not true for anybody that doesn't work for anybody. What that person that said that they're really good at cramming has actually done is prep for a really long period of time, probably paid 
very good attention in lessons, made very good notes, read them, and then last minute also rushed and crammed. Mm. No one can work just off cramming. So make sure that you take all the advice that you've learned now, specifically when it comes to things like English. Maths, it's slightly harder because the answer's right or wrong. But with English, you can learn different ways to write. If uh, my, my thing was always reread what you've written. Make sure you leave time to reread what you've written. So mm. in the exam... I was like, okay, I need to make sure that I'm able to go back because I never used to read questions properly. I would do the answer. And then when I read it back, when I was a little bit more calm, I'd be like, what on (laughs) earth are you answered there? So um, for me, that was really important to make sure that I got through the paper. So I felt like I was almost done. Leave the questions I didn't know, but then always have time to go back. So whatever advice you've been given by teachers, make sure you take that into the exam. And listen to their advice. They know what they're talking about. They've put loads of kids through exams before. Mm. So if you're going to take advice off anyone, take it off them that have gone through it probably 10 million times rather than someone that's going through it for the first or second time. Fair. I like it. I like it. Some good advice here. I think you guys are spot on. Preparation is is everything. Um, The only way to feel less worried about something is to know that you're ready for the thing that's going to come. And you're always going to feel a bit worried because you're human, as you said. Um, But preparation. It's all in the prep. For me, it meant making sure that I was taking advantage of all the little opportunities. There are tiny things I do, like after-school revision and things like that, which at the time feels like a bit of a waste of time. But when you look at it on the grand scheme of things, it's like six weeks of doing a bit more after-school and then it's over. So I just, did it in maths, just so you, you know. You did what, the after-school? I did it in maths, yeah. So at the time, uh, I was taking my... I feel like I did it for uh, like three years as well, not just like my year okay. of exams, but like I w- did my my first ever GCSE in year eight, really weirdly, Fair just enough. because they wanted to test if a year eight could do it. Why not? Um, not in maths, in dance. Yeah. And then during that time, I was terrible at maths, awful at maths, like you in maths. And so I didn't know basic things like times tables. I had no idea the quickest way to work those things out. Okay. So I just went and did like the basic of how to work out the measurement of triangles radius of circles algebra and all of that stuff for a good like three years wednesday after school sometimes it was literally just me in the class and yeah to be honest like i left with a b in comparison to a u so that's a big job and no one is here that like no one's here to offer me a job that got better or worse but people do care if you don't have your maths especially like my first job was straight out of uni you Mm. needed to have your maths you need to have your english you need to have your science so it was just one of those things that like i knew i just had to work my ass off for really absolutely absolutely um and also don't don't be scared to experiment and look around at different ways of doing it you don't have to do the revision book every time maybe do a bit revision book maybe record your voice after and then go a bit wacky, make a song, draw a poster. I don't know. Get creative because the goal is just memory. The GCTs are, for a lot of them, memory. Um, so if you can experiment with different ways you remember things, that really helps. The other thing that helped me was comedy. Every morning, comedy. Every night, comedy. Just so I felt good about myself. Uh, and do not talk to other people about how the exam went is the main thing. Don't talk to anybody about how the exam went. When they ask you, how was your exam? Say, think it was all right. Leave it at that. Don't 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 find out what they answered. Nothing because you don't know if they're right. Your whole class can be wrong and you can be right. It can happen. So it's just a pointless conversation. All it does make you more nervous for the next exam. I yeah, have my exams. It, yeah. What? 
the worst thing to do. Like, if you think your nerves are bad prior to the exam, <laughs> the worst you can do is come out of that exam, someone goes to you, oh, how did you answer that question? And you think to yourself, did I answer that question? Did, I answer did it that all? question come up at all? And then you start thinking to yourself, like, oh, did I read it well enough? La, 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 la. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, is you probably did, but in you were in that moment, in that time. The moment you walked out, everything left your brain because it wasn't 100%. needed anymore. And GCSE and A-levels, you have, like, five zillion exams. So, like, once you're out of there, you're done with it. You almost close that door. Literally. So when other people are, like, even went from their memory which is why we shouldn't use eyewitness testimony. But people's memory is just terrible, especially when they're nervous. So what they're relaying to you is probably not factual anyway. Mm. And what you can remember is probably not factual. So like the whole conversation is just pointless. for everybody pointless. involved. Yeah, absolutely. And the, all I did, my system was get home. I've got my little exam timetable. I'd put a face next to the exam. If I think it went, smiley face, a straight face, sad face or whatever. And I, mm. that was it. And that was me done with that. That's Big cross so organised. Big cross for it, little face. I was curious about how do I feel now emotionally? And then when I get my results, to look back at no, it. No, it's a really good go, idea. And go, oh, was I in tune or was I, did I over egg how bad it was kind of thing? Yeah, it was really interesting. It's funny because I'm the opposite. I just didn't care after I did it. Because in my head, it was like, I don't think about things I can't change. So once I did my exam, I was like, cool, it's done. I can't change it. And thinking mm. about it isn't going to make any difference. So I just left it. And then on the Saturday, I was like, I'll find out then how I did. I feel like I was a mix between both of you. Like, I feel like I would have loved to be like that. Mm. So I tried really hard to be like that. But in the back of my mind, I was like, I just want to know because I'm so (laughs) impatient. I just want, like, even if I did badly, I just want to know that I did badly now rather than wait. Like, the fact that you have to wait and then possibly get a bad grade is literally like, (laughs) No, I like that. It's, yeah, it's about how, how good are you at detachment, I guess. Can you let it go completely? And if you can, you're in a great space. But no, hopefully that helps. And like with all advice, treat it like a buffet. Experiment with the different things and see how you feel, see what works for you. And hopefully this is this is the way to do it. But it's worked for all of us and came out on the other side and everything. Don't just right. take the easy stuff either. Yes. People do that a lot where they're like, what's the, what's the best advice? And then someone will go, oh just chill out and watch comedy for example yeah and they're like okay i'm not gonna take anything else that anyone said i'm just gonna watch comedy <laughs> it's like no no don't just take these <laughs> actually try some of the stuff fair i think this next question actually leads on quite well nolan got a double uh, what's the best way to feel motivated on starting something new like revision or even self-improvement so stepping a little bit away from specifically the revision also self-improvement but when you decide this is where i'm at that's where i want to be I'm going to start this new habit. What's the best way to feel motivated to get it done? First thing to do is find what's driving you. So find your reason to do whatever it is you need to do. So if it's I need to revise, why do you need to revise? Pass my exams, what for? Because Mm. I want to get to here. So then once you've figured out your whole kind of mentality to get to your end goal, when you are at a point where you're like, I don't want to do that, your brain kind of goes, okay, well, if you don't do this and you're not going to get this, you're not going to get that. If you don't understand why you're doing something, it's a lot easier to convince you not to do something. So figure out why you want to do it first, basically, and then make it as easy for you as possible to do that thing. Whatever you need to do or change in order to make it easier, Mm. just do it. So for example, if it's a revision thing and you've worked out, I want to pass my exams for this reason, whatever, and the thing that's stopping you revising is my friends always go out Mm-hmm. put your phone on do not disturb 
they can't contact you, you're not going to see the notifications, you're not going to think about it. You don't know what you're missing out on. Yeah, tell <laughs> them, I'm revising on these days, don't ask me to come out because I'm, I'm not going to be able to. Tell your mum not to give you pocket money on those days so you haven't got yeah. anything to go out with. Just do the little things that make it as easy as possible for you to revise. And then it's going to become habit after a while. Yeah. So yeah, that's what I'd say. I I like that. And we used to do this exercise with students, and even with myself, of stacking whys. So you go, oh, I want to get in shape. Why? Because I want to look good. Why? Because I feel uncomfortable when I'm not looking good. Why? And like you keep on going. And if you can go sort of seven layers, you normally get to an actual real reason. Whereas most of the things we say at first are really fluffy and not actually motivating. I want to do well in my exams so I get good grades. Yeah, and a lot of yeah. people will say like, I need to pass my exams. Why? Because I have to. And that's where they stop. <laughs> so really and truly, when you say I have to, that means it's not in your control mm. to do it. You're now being, you're doing it because you got, got told to. And that makes you very easy to kind of talk out of it. Because it's like, we don't have to. You can come up with me instead. And then it's like, oh, now I've got an option. And I'm going to do the one that I actually want to do. But like, I spoke about it before, but we, me with my baths thing, I was like, yeah, I have to pass. Why? It's inconvenient for me to fail. Why? Because I have to retake and waste time and I don't like this subject that much and I don't want to have to do that. Mm. And that was my reason beyond the because I have to. Fair. So yeah, just push it a little bit. You'll find your reason, not someone else's, not your teachers, not your parents, but like your thing. You'll find it eventually. 100%. I like that. I'm having a bit of a panic, so I'm going to just stop this and start again just to make sure we're all good. (sighs) Okay. We're good. I had a, a little, a little panic, a little moment where normally the AI little machine writes the words we're saying. I couldn't see the words, which made me panic. But we're good. We are good. <laughs> the recording saved. Uh, but yeah, no, I like that. I think you are spot on with it, and the the layers need to. Is that a fighter jet? This happens every time. Yeah. They must just know. Yeah, like, oh, podcast being recorded. Send the fighter jets to just yeah. fly over and distract. Wonderful, wonderful. Um, what about yourself, Eliza, when it comes to starting something new, some kind of self-improvement? Uh, I don't know whether, like, mine isn't very positive. I would always say, like, my motivation to start anything is always the flip side of the negative thing that would happen if you don't do it. Mm. Which I guess is, like, if it, it's the why... Yeah. But for me, it's like so far in the other direction. Like I'm very extreme with my thoughts. Okay. So I'm like, if I don't pass this mm. in regards to GCSE, yeah. I'm fudged basically. That's that's <laughs> like that's what would go through my head. Like, then what do I do? Do you know what I mean? Not only do I have to like, it messes up my job, it messes up my uni, like all the choices that I once had are gone. Yeah. I also then have to like deal with my mum. I have yeah. to deal with also like going back to my friends being like, oh yeah, failed that. Like it's just not, yeah. that's not ever been my position that I want to be in. I don't like being a victim of any circumstance. I feel like by failing, I'm making myself a victim and that's like, uh, gross. Right. Do Fair. better by yourself. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So you, you take the, uh, the, the dark motivation rather than like the light fluffy. This is how great it could be. It's like, yeah. actually, that's what I don't want. Yeah, so like if someone says like, oh, why do you go to the gym or why do you work out? It's like, because my husband will leave me if I don't. <laughs> like there's no, and like it, people laugh. It's like, why Why are your expectations that someone would stay with you? Mm. And, and like, don't get me wrong, very different for everybody. But for me, I'm like, why would you expect someone to stay with you when like you've decided that you're actually lazy and you don't want to go to the gym. So therefore you look different. 
who do you think you are? Like lower, mm. uh, like because then you you victimized yourself again. As long as I feel like I've done everything within my power to be the best that I can be, and then someone decides to leave, well, I know I'm a victim of them, not a victim of my own bad right. choices. Whereas, like, if I feel like I'm a victim of myself, it literally like oh, it gives me. Uh, the heebie <laughs> I just hate it. And so Fair every play. single area of my life, I like try to do the best. And if I feel like actually I'm not going to gain a lot from here. So like I used to try and learn the piano mm. when I was growing up. And then I thought, when am I actually going to want to learn the piano? How many times do I come across the piano in my life? Mm. Not really that much. Therefore, I don't care about it enough to do it. And I'm quite an all in or nothing person. So I'm Fair. not one of these people that's like, oh, yeah, once a week I'll go to a lesson. If I want it, I'll do it every day. Yeah. yeah. If I don't want it, it probably won't happen. <laughs> so I just have to figure out how how good is that going to make my life? And if I don't see it massively improving, then no, I'm out. Fair. So to... Two answers actually both are based in a real deep reason why. It's just whether you're finding that whether that where that why takes you. Does that why take you into like a positive this is an amazing outcome or does it take you into this is a terrible outcome I want to avoid? But both work effectively well. And I think sometimes we make the mistake of making people think all your motivation has to be real fluffy and it's why sometimes I, I motivation speakers rub me the wrong way because it's all like, What's your why? What's the beautiful life you want? And for some people it's like doesn't motivate me. I'm just trying to avoid that stuff. So I like it. I like it. For me, um, slightly different in the sense that I just need to make a decision. If I make a decision, it's done. And and that's it. But getting to make the decision is the hard bit for me, if that makes sense. So I'll go back and forth. Do I want this? Do I want that? Do I want to do that? And it's really hard to decide what I want. But once I know what I want and I say, cool, bet, done then the decisions made and yeah i think that's the thing that annoys me about all the revision the different revision types because you're that type of person so right now for example there's loads of different ways to work out there's loads mm -hmm. of different ways to eat there's loads of different ways to get protein and so kamal because there's so much choice he will deep dive into each one of those but it means that rather than cracking on with one Mm. And just going fully in and saying, like, regardless of how you feel, yeah. of how, what you think is better for you, what's not, this is just what you're going to do and sort of get told. Yeah. He'll go, oh, well, I'll deep dive into this for three weeks and I'll deep dive into this for three weeks, which means you can't really reach your goal because you're just still trying loads of different things and yeah. you know there's other options. And I feel like that with revision methods, when you say to somebody, especially mm. that's going through stress, oh, well, here's five different ways in which you revise, what happens is they try every single one of those revision types, probably revising the same thing, normally a subject that they like and that they're good at, so they get positive reinforcement. What they don't do is go, oh, well, I'm going to get forced into this sort of mind frame and go with it. And I think really, like, the only time mm. where we need to think slightly differently is if you are, like... Um, either like dyslexic or ADHD or autistic because your learning ways we know are significantly different than the mm. ways in which somebody that don't doesn't have those learns. Mm. Um, autistic people are normally very straight to the point. So the ways in which they learn are probably quite straightforward in comparison to being overly creative. Someone with ADHD might need to do loads of different stuff because their brain actually focuses more when they do loads of different mm. things. Whereas I feel like we should probably just get told this is the best one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not five different ones. Here's the best one. This is like the average best one. Go all in all this. If you really struggle with that, we can have a conversation about 
mm. a couple of others, but go all in on this. Don't even talk about the four others. Just go yeah. hard on that one because then it means that people will normally focus their vision on the actual task in hand yeah. than going, well, let's see if writing, let's see if this. Like, it's like... Yeah, I know what you mean. It's a bit exactly. of a waste of time. And especially for people like you, I bet you spent loads of time <sighs> doing trying to find the best way in which works for you. Yes, yes, I did. Yeah. Yes, I did. And yes, I do. That is how I roll. <laughs> I like to deep dive into the 17 million different ways. And then once I pick one, it's done. But to get to the decision is the problem. There was a quote the other day that said, we don't have nearly as many problems as we have decisions to make. And I just thought, that's so spot on. As soon as you just go, that's what I'm doing, done. All the other alternatives are just out of your mind. You don't think about them anymore because it's like, this is what I'm doing. And all your focus goes in that one area. So yeah, it's for me, it's it's that thing of get to a decision. The way in which we did veganism is exactly that. Yeah, true. You read up, you watched, you <laughs> listened to podcasts for like hours, months, I feel like. Mm-hmm. He then turned around to me and said, I'm going to be vegan, you should be vegan. Fine. Yeah, start tomorrow. Don't. I don't need to have any options. If you give me an option, I'll choose one that's easiest and that I like the most. That's mm-hmm. it. I'm not... Whereas if you tell me to do something, fine, I'll give it a try. No problem. Like, I don't... Yeah, yeah. It's calm. I don't need to read up. I don't need to fact check. Like, I don't need any of that. <laughs> Just This go, is direction. Run. Yeah. yeah Ready, great. fire, aim. Yeah, it's so true. It's so true all the good things that have happened when I think about it, just when I've gone decision made done and just gone with it. Cause once you make a decision, there's no option to do the other thing. So like motivation almost comes out of it because it's not about if I'm motivated, I've just decided this is what I'm going to do. Um, I, when I quit sugar for like, I, did, I said, I'm going to quit sugar for a month. And it was like starting now. And it was cool. Done the month. There were days where it was like, Oh, it's a bit of a, but it actually wasn't as hard as I thought it was going to be at all. Because I just decided that that was what's going to happen. It was like getting married. There was a part where I was like, oh my gosh, this is, I'm growing up so quickly. What's going on? I've got a kid. I'm going to get married. It's like, do you want to marry this person? Yes. Cool. Done. And it's like all the stress, all the like, am I growing It just went because that's my decision. It's done. So yeah, it's like get to a decision as fast as you can, which admittedly I need to work on. But once you've made the decision, it's done. Because you have that agreement with yourself. Yeah. I would also say, if you're one of those people who struggle to hold yourself accountable, tell someone your plan of action, but tell a person who it will be kind of embarrassing if you don't stick to your word. Mm. So, for example, I won't tell my mum I'm doing anything unless I'm 100% going to do it. Otherwise, <laughs> like to, to have her ask me about it oh, and me be yeah. like, no, I haven't done it yet, or... I tried it and it and I like didn't stick with it so it, it failed. It's so embarrassing to me. Mm. So I won't tell her I'm doing anything unless I know Fair. for a fact I'm going to do it and it's going to be fine. I'm going to get the outcome I want. So if you're more like that, then I would yeah, find that one person, but make sure it's someone who's not going to kind of penalize you too bad. Who's mm. not going to like make fun of you or make you feel really bad about yourself. Who's just going to hold you accountable. Yes, yeah, a little bit of penalization. Just a little bit. Yeah, just a bit, but not in like yeah. an overly negative way that's going to knock your confidence and have a negative yeah. reaction. Um, and tell them once you've finalised what you're going to do tell it to them but tell them in a way where it's like I'm going to do this on this day for this many hours a full mm. plan so that if they do check in they know when to check in and what to ask and what you. to ask especially yeah because yeah. I know a lot of the times if you keep it to yourself you can talk yourself out of doing it yeah. so like I know I said I was going to do an hour after school on Wednesday but now I'm kind of tired so I'll do it on Thursday and then Thursday yeah. comes and 
yeah so when you have that third party i think it kind of helps as well 100 percent. and the other thing i've learned that's really useful is flexibility within discipline which sounds really backwards and weird but rather than saying i'm gonna go gym monday wednesday friday it actually works better for me to go i'm gonna go gym three times a week because it means i know if i get to friday and i've not done it well now you're going friday saturday sunday but it also gives me a little bit of freedom that oh tuesday there's an opportunity and now i've only got to do two more revision it was like i'm gonna do seven hours a week great i might have a really good monday and tuesday now i've not got to do much later on or i'll do it all on set, that kind of thing. So it's like, I'm going to get this thing done. Then there's like a little bit of room for a touch of flexibility. Don't give yourself too much room because you could end up getting to Sunday and trying to fit it all in. But that works for me when there's a little bit of, of wiggle room. Obviously, Quinn Sugar, there was there was none. But depends on what your goals are. But good question. Lola's on, on form today with the questions, Lolan. Uh, we probably, we could do one more. Can I choose? Because I want to do this one last all. Go for it. It was the... Where is it? The what are the pros and cons of social media within young people? That one. Quite a lot of social media stuff popping up, don't we? Indeed. That's a big question. That's a very, very big question. I'd say pros, it's opened up like a whole new world of interconnectivity, I think. Mm-hmm. And there's so many doors that I've opened with that. So I know, like, before you couldn't really get onto the internet and make a career. But yes. now you can, as long as you stick with something and you're disciplined. You can kind of become your own boss much easier mm-hmm. because of the internet. You can connect with people all over the world and experience new things. You can learn online, um, put yourself through courses that are free. And there's, like, a lot of great things. Equally, there are a lot of very awful things. And I think people kind of have are a little bit naive when they use the internet, especially when they're young, and they think everyone's lovely and everyone's trying to help and everyone's trying to be your friend. Yeah, I think what I would say is, like, it's funny, isn't it? People are like, oh, social media has made anxiety worse or social media has made bullying worse. I think, to a certain extent, those things were always there. Mm -hmm. So in regards to, like, bullying, bullying's not anything different bullies have always existed and I do think the way in which we handle it now is very different to the way that I like we would handle it growing up (laughs) like it was always I feel like people are more offended now than they ever were oh yeah I feel like back in the day it used to be very much like a comeback whatever that Mm. comeback was and you sort of let the other person set the line and if you felt like you needed to cross it, you cross the line. Like that just that's just how things worked. Yeah, you and, have to learn how to how to what do they call it? Throw the dozens. Learn how to throw the dozens. Yeah, hundred like, percent. What? Oh, you young bucks. Throw what the does dozens. What does that even mean? Yeah, so like you'd be like, Oh, your mama's so fat. Yeah. When she wins a raincoat, people shout taxi and I'd be like, Oh, is it? Well and we we just sort of like Go back and forth. Oh, okay. Like, your teeth are so yellow, they embarrass the sun. They're like, oh, is it? All right. And, you know, you, you well, keep going back. Why is it called Throw the Dozens? I've got no idea. I've got no idea. Okay, it's just what it's called. Throwing Dozens. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, so I feel like that's, that's slightly different. I feel like, for example, actually, the other day, I was saying this to Kamal, like, really randomly, I saw, like, a from Hallie's school the other day, I was like, oh, on the way back walking and this girl goes up to this mum and is like, oh, your daughter, her daughter's name, um, slapped me and punched me yesterday. 
To which the mum's response was, I'm really sorry that she did that. I'll have a chat with her later tonight. Looked over to the mum and said, honestly, genuinely, really sorry. I will have a chat with her this evening. I don't know why she's done that. Mm. So, and I was like, yes. Mm. that's what used to happen like very rarely did school get involved very like normally it was very much to do with like the parents talking the families talking directly to one another like and it was dealt with in that way there was no nothing off that mum that was like my child would never knew that that got defensive it was very much like you've told me something right now you're a kid I'm going to take what you said as true And then I'll have a discussion with my daughter tonight. Whatever happens in that conversation, we don't know. Mm. But the kid feels validated. They've been heard. They're yeah. probably not going to bring that up to their teacher. They they probably will hang out with each other that day <laughs> because that's what kids do. The mum's like, okay, I don't need to go and have a go at a kid. I don't need to get yeah. involved. Like, I've now spoken to you. It's been respected. And now I can crack on. I cannot stand, like, defensive parents or when people go to authorities just sort something out that actually could be sorted insular i think it's a very clever way for authorities to have power more so over how families children conduct themselves i don't like it overly i think it's Mm. like i i don't think it's right and i was having a conversation with storm the other day that if hallie ever got into really bad bullying at the school i would just simply move her that's the power that I have as a parent. I'm, I don't feel like I need to go to the school and change their ways and be going into the head teacher consistently. If I've had a talk with one of the teachers and I've had a talk with one of the parents and nothing is changing, I'm not... The school don't own my kid. I own my kid. Yeah. So I will do whatever I want with her moving forwards. Like, I don't... I never want to feel trapped or in that place. And I feel like slightly gone off board but i feel like in regards to the way that social media is interacted with young people the and adults as well Mm -hmm. is that people will say things online people will put little comments in like school chats people will continue the bullying but when it comes to having that argument face to face the parents don't do it Mm -hmm. they're like well this has been going on on social media and they'll go to the school with the text messages and it's like you probably know the parent and you know the parent more so because you can find them on Facebook these days. Go and have a coffee with that parent. Go and speak to that parent one-on-one and see if you can handle that in your homes. Don't go and show the text messages to the teacher because I think that could ruin that kid's life for a really long time, depending on what they've said. And kids say things. Kids have always been, like, sexist. They've always been... Like, that. that's always been the case. It's not a surprise. They say things to get a reaction, and social media definitely probably makes that worse. But kids have always... They love attention. So it's like let's deal with that in-house before we go and ruin that kid's lives forever just because they said one thing. I just don't agree with it. Yeah, I think the social's taken away that sort of community aspect. 100%. Where your community was local, you saw your neighbours often, you knew your kids' parents. Uh, and Well, you are your kids' parents. You knew your kids' friends' parents, and it was very easy to go, do you know what, yo, this person happened... And, and have those conversations. You went to the same clubs, you saw each other a lot, same football club. And so many things were dealt with really well like that. Maybe the football coach would find out and say, all right, cool, I'm going to handle that in training. Everyone sort of chipped in and it was like, that whole like community raised the child thing, but it was really real. Half the time there was an issue, the the person who it was with, well, there'd be some kind of link and we could get it sorted. And I completely agree. I think social media is, it's made us feel like we're more connected, but actually 
we're less connected because we're not having real conversations with our neighbours. We're not having real conversations with each other and everyone's way more lippy and mouthy on social media than they would ever be stood in front of you. So it feels like the bullying and stuff is getting worse. It's still the same incident. It's just that they're now talking about it for 10 hours with 100 words, whereas it was a quick 20-word conversation. So I do think that's a that's a con. It's given a lot of people freedom to say things they would never say and avoid conversations they would have had to have in order to sort a lot of issues out. So, yeah, I agree. That's a that's a big old, a big old fat con of social media. Yeah, I'd say another thing is that people are going to disagree, but social media is not for kids under any circumstances. It doesn't matter if it's mm. a kid's website or it's catered towards children. There is nothing on social media that is for kids and can guarantee it's exclusively for kids. Just look at TikTok. Mm-hmm. That was supposed to be a kid's app. And look what it is today. And there is no way to control what your kid's doing on there, what they're seeing, who else on there posing as children, who are like yeah. feeding kids these adult themes. And that's why you get kids as young as like 13 only adult conversations having very very adult conversations that i wasn't having until i was in like uni yeah or last year of sixth form and they're having it in year seven and eight and that's because they're on these platforms with adults yeah. engaging in adult conversation and seeing adult behavior and thinking that well this is a kids app so clearly mm-hmm. i can be doing that too and this is what's making money they're getting millions of views and they're getting all of these brand trips so yeah. i want that so i'm gonna do it as well so there's this like so false sense of security, I think, within mm. younger kids and their parents as well, um, about what social media is, and it's just nothing's for kids on there. Massively, I completely agree. I remember back in the day, like AOL, we had the chat rooms and we had moderators in the chats, and you weren't allowed to say where you're actually from. You're not allowed to say your full name, only your first name. Anyone did it, they they jump in, delete that message, bump you out of the chat room, give you warnings. Like it was like yeah. the internet is not a safe place. <laughs> your first name will do or come up with a cool nickname. Yeah, even and even better. before you even got into the chat rooms to sign up to these accounts, you would have to put your parents' emails in. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's go, it. They would have to go and approve of you signing up and put in all of your like um, parental controls Yeah, before you were even allowed to access the website. But now so it's just, true. you've got an email, you can sign up, cool. Yeah, You're it's scary. Even YouTube Kids creeps me out. Like, I've deleted off, off like, the kids' iPads because... YouTube kids, they've blocked it already. They know exactly what's going on. And some of the videos I was watching, like, nah, you're not watching this. You're not watching this grown this grown man act like a dog or whatever mad th- dog, gone, gone. Mm. And got way more strict on it. Whereas I thought YouTube kids, oh, it's probably just going to keep on paying. It's, how do you start a Peppa Pig and get to a, a grown man running around the garden acting like a dog? I just don't understand the <laughs> the jump. So, yeah. There's some cons to social media. Yeah, I mean, there's there's obviously great opportunities out there um, that happen through social media. You can meet a lot of people through social media who would end up being good for you. Um, you can educate yourself, but it's all about... You kind of have to be honest about yourself. You know when you're doing something wrong or when you're looking at something you shouldn't be looking at or yeah. internalising things that you know are harmful and you know it, but because yeah, it's happening really. on there, you, you're kind of okay with it because you're hiding behind a screen. Yeah. So I would think, I would say just to be a little bit more honest about yourself or with yourself mm. when you are engaging with things online. Yeah. Because my rule of thumb was whatever I wouldn't do in front of my mum, 
Right. <laughs> she'll probably shouldn't be doing it. And then obviously as you get older, you can push the boundaries a bit because then you'll become yeah, an you adult. Was adult age. Isn't yeah, but whilst thing. you're a child, it's okay to be a child and it's okay to yeah. want to do childlike things and kind of live in your childhood because once it's over, it's like, it's done. It's, done. it's gone, 100%. And it's not fun out here, I promise you. <laughs> you're not missing anything. <laughs> I think some of the pros of social for me is on the flip side of that exposure to horrible people and stupid ideas has been the exposure to amazing ideas. There's so many things I've been able to learn through social media and like um, see people who are doing amazing things, achieving amazing careers, come up with amazing ideas and being exposed to that and going, oh my gosh, that's possible? And it it's been great to shift your mind to how disciplined a person can be, how much uh, you can grow a business from a simple idea. And those kind of things have been really positive to me from social media, where you can look beyond your immediate circle of parents, aunties, uncles, guardians, the people across the road, and that's your idea of what's possible in the world, to then see, oh, snap, this person's got a business where they just design shirts. I love designing shirts, or or those kind of things. So I think Mm -hmm. that's been the amazing side of social media, that... I think is a positive overall and has definitely helped me personally. And I've seen it with a lot of other people go, do you know what? I, I was cool playing at this level, but I can play at that level. Love that. And it's amazing. Um, especially with practical things. I was banned from painting as a child. I wasn't banned? To, yeah. I wasn't allowed to paint in my house. I painted my room once. They said, never again. I wasn't allowed to paint. I was allowed to do DIY. YouTube? Ugh. Taught me how to do DIY just from watching YouTube. And then I've got these little forums on Facebook where I go in and talk about working out. And there's people in way better shape than me giving advice. And yeah, once you get into like the right communities and the mm. right safe communities, there's so much great advice. And yeah, so I think those are the pros if you're picking extremely carefully who you spend time listening to. Is that an even? Was that even? Was that an even level of pros and cons that feel more conny? I'd say we went in with the warning, <laughs> which I think is always great to do. And then we did flip it. I think it was, I think it was pretty even. It's all right. Fair enough. Fair I enough. think anyone that can take, like, anything that can take a child like Mr. Beast, who Ugh. I'm guessing wouldn't have been, like, amazingly popular at school or anything like that, mm. and then made him to the person that he is today through just dedicated hard work yeah. is phenomenal. Like, yeah. But I think with that, take note that all those people that seem like overnight stars or multi-millionaires work their ass off yeah. to get to that place That's where he such is. an important bit. People keep assuming that these people are just, oh, they just make videos and they've made it. And it's like, no, do you know how many videos they had to make how many got zero views and how many times how much hours they spent editing how many people they probably got saying to them oh it's so embarrassing that video you did yeah. oh my gosh what do you think you're gonna do la, la, la. like all of that yeah i don't underestimate anybody you see doing something at a high level don't assume it's easy because you look at it and think i could do that mm. you could do that on what level at what stage how long would it take you to be doing it at that level? That Like, there should be a respect of that. I remember when I was younger, people were like, oh, I don't see why footballers get paid so much, just kicking a ball. And I'm like, come come to the Astro, just for a minute. Just come to the Astro for a minute and tell me it's easy. Or athletics are just running. Really? Go and, go and try and catch up with Usain Bolt's shadow. Just, just, just get his shadow. 
it's, yeah, I completely agree. Like, you see these people, they're doing great. It looks really simple. It's not. There's so much that goes into it. And if you think about how many people are on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, and how many people you can name, if I ask you to make a list, you can probably come up with, what, 10 names, 12 names? And there's, uh, I can't remember the statistics exactly. I'm going to guess. I think it was like, I feel like it was a, bit, a billion, like, hours of footage on YouTube. And then the uploads every second was in the millions it's it's ridiculous when you sit down with the stats of how much is being uploaded to that platform on a daily basis that those people make it so yeah that's a fantastic point don't think that this is all just really easy and they're getting to do it yeah and i say the last warning is because you said something about people are a lot more confident in what they say online oh. in person. there is there is no limit to the internet and what people can say and do there is no limit so if you're putting out certain behaviors yeah. you need to be expecting to receive the same back if not 10 times worse like there's a lot of times where i see young people on the internet in drama or in arguments mm. and then as soon as they hit back it's like i'm only 15 how could yeah no, that doesn't yeah. exist here no. people don't care if you're seven or if you're 70 you put yourself into that space yeah you're in an adult space and they're going to treat you like adults and if you don't want to have that behavior put back onto you don't be in those spaces 100 and it's as simple as that and that's when you get a lot of these kids saying that they're being bullied online and this and that and it's like it can, it's true for some but in most cases you've entered that space willingly yeah and you put that energy out there and now you're getting it back yeah and you can leave yeah you can leave. You can literally delete all your social media today. You can block people. Mm-hmm. I don't really understand why you'd be following more than 20 people when you're young. I can't, I don't, like, you've got your close friends, you've got a few people you look up to. Beyond that, like, what's out there while you're young? My Bebo on MySpace was, like, a few people, and all of them, I knew. I knew each and every person. Facebook's when it got a bit messy, because that allowed you to just add as many people in like the number was the number of people you're connected with became more important than the connections you've got and that was a oh, shift I love that so much yeah oh my gosh you're feeling this many people how embarrassing <laughs> and you only got this it's like oh who yeah. cares um yeah. I mean, it seemed really big at the time but yeah i completely agree i think like the internet is a place where people go to just get clout is it easier to get clout when you say outrageous things yes it is mm-hmm. so a great way to put in the comments, a great thing to say on videos, yeah. fantastic. Um, things that you post on social media will be there forever. I get things brought up in any interview that I've ever gone to or when I first start a job of mm. what they've seen on my social media because it's all open. So be ready to discuss whatever you've put on there, whatever 100%. you've said. Um, remember that. And I think as long as you use it to the best of your ability, and and like for me, if I'm scrolling on something and I feel like I'm wasting time, I'm not letting some rich mm. nor some rich person take my time away from me because when I die, they're not going to give it to me back. Nope. So make note of that because I feel like there's a lot of things in this planet that people don't take note of when you're younger. You're just like, oh, I want this. So I spend yeah, time yeah. doing this and I like watching this. All those minutes are getting taken from you. So if you run out of time from revising and you've been scrolling through Instagram, as long as you're fine about giving that to some rich person that won't ever care about you a single second in their lives, then fine. But then don't complain when you're working in Mm. an awful job Mm. and, and there's loads of rich people out there because he made the right decision and you made the wrong decision. Like we all... 
past the age of, I'd say, nine, ten. Yeah. Even Hallie's age, seven. <laughs> I feel like you know the difference between right or wrong. You know when you're doing something, just like you said, if you won't do it in front of your mum, if you're not happy to say to your mum, oh, yeah, I spent the last two hours actually scrolling through Instagram, probably don't do it. Yeah, that's a, that's a great way to, to wrap it up, to be fair. Your time is precious. Be careful who you're giving it to. And uh, make the most of your childhood, man, while you've got it. Because <laughs> honestly, from here, they just tripled our electric and, and gas bill. Tripled! Tripled! I have to um, make my own doctor's appointments now. Uh, right. yeah. and, and good luck with that. I have to call them uh, and actually talk to the receptionist. You know, the one who doesn't actually want to be there. And then she's just. Hey, you got to pay for the dentist. Yeah. you got to pay yeah. for glass. i got to pay for glasses at Specsavers yeah. now. They just sent oh. me um, a letter to say that my eye test is nine months overdue. Do you think I'm going to that? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing that. Are you joking? You need to, you need to go get your eye tested. I have glasses already, okay? If they got it right the first time, I'll be fine. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I've got a smear actually really soon. Anyone that's listening. This that needs a smear at the moment. <laughs> Make sure you book that in. Don't avoid it. It's actually True. like. Don't be True. like me. I'm just. I'm making the conscious. You're not decision. the age yet, are you? No, no. I'm 25. Yeah. No, but I'm making the conscious decision to not go to my eye test. But I understand the consequences. So you know. No. I'm go to your eye, your eye test. It's time for this adulting. All right. Got to go full adult. Right. For me, he's doing this. I've got to fill out some forms and send them off. Adults, adulting's so fun. It's oh, yeah, amazing. Your speeding ticket. Look, I didn't say what it was for. <laughs> I said I've got some forms to fill out. All right. Your speeding ticket. That you've I've got, got a couple forms. To be, it was so, like. Um, check out our personal responsibility <laughs> podcast that we did last week. It's it was great. like I was doing like thirty-three and a thirty. Like it was accidental. Mm. It's definitely not thirty-three. I feel like they said it was thirty-five or thirty-seven. Nah, maybe I can't remember. Conveniently, it's. It's fading from my memory. I can't. What's that? Is that the out- is that the outro music? Yep. I think I think that's our time. That's all we've got time for, ladies and gents. It's been great. It's been fantastic spending time with you all. We will see you next week. Peace. Bye. Hey guys, if you've made it this far, that means. You've earned yourself a free Amelot High shirt. All you have to do is drop us a message on Insta Grizzle um, at Kamal Hyman or at Amelot Higher saying the word printer. 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 Because I looked around the room and I see a printer in the corner. I need you to say the word printer. And you'll get a free Amelot Higher shirt. Now, to be clear, this is not for everybody. This is for the first three. Three? Remember? Three? We're giving away three shirts? We did this last week. Hot damn. <laughs> Gets a t-shirt, and then the second and third get one of these. Aim at high wristbands, things. official, beautiful. So no, on a, on a serious note, thanks for listening, and we will see you next week. Peace. Do we do the outro music again? We don't do the outro music after an Easter egg, do you? You sort I of leave it. Why do you call it an Easter egg? Uh, I don't know. Storm said Easter egg, and I just rolled with it. So okay, let me explain this again. I explained this last week again. <laughs> So the reason it's called an Easter egg is because you know, like on Easter, you go hunt for Easter eggs, right? Oh, right. And they're like yeah, hidden. Yeah. And then um, it started off with TVs and films and stuff putting Easter eggs in the thing. So, like for example, Pixar, they'll put like a poster on one of the characters' walls, and it will be the next film that's coming out the next year, mm. and you won't know until you watch it back. Uh, and then it turned into like what Marvel does with the credits, and yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm.